Father Frank Donio is joining us again on the Sunrise Morning Show from the Catholic Apostolate Center. Good morning, Father Frank. Good morning, Anna. So we're going to start a little mini-series today on the life and spirituality of St. Vincent Pallotti, the, the founder of the Palatines, of which you are a member. Is it Palatines? I'm sorry. I Palatines, yes. Palatines, not teens. I mean, I'll, I'll keep that. I'll keep that in my head from here on out. So the founder of the Palatines, of which you are a member, and we're going to talk about his life today. Born in 1795, was he born into a, a faithful family? Can you tell about us? Tell us very, about his family life. Very faithful family. Uh, both parents were were deeply uh, committed to the faith, and and it's important to to think about the time. So the French Revolution occurs in 1789. Mm -hmm. He's born in 1795. In 1798, a revolution occurs in Rome. Pope Pius VI is run out of Rome, and he dies in exile because these revolutionary ideas just spread. Yeah. And... So there was even a question, will there be another pope and so forth? And eventually Pope Pius VII was elected, but he was even taken by Napoleon. And then when Napoleon's defeated, he comes, this is 1809. When Napoleon's defeated, this is 1814. So Pilates ordained in 1818. In the first, let's say, 20 years of his life, the, the pope comes back in about 1815 after Napoleon's defeat. So he's raised in this in this situation of revolution where people were really throwing off their faith. His parents, on the other hand, were deeply, deeply committed to their faith. His, his mother had a beautiful, uh, a beautiful, deep faith, his father as well. And they imbued this in, in his in him and his siblings, unfortunately, various of his siblings uh, passed away very young. And so he was uh, wanted to be a priest, and he had this desire. Uh, and partially, it's because of the upbringing that he had. Wow. I mean, that gives a lot of hope for parents listening today when you look at the culture around us and think there's no hope to bring uh, to bring up faithful kids in a, in a world like today. But man, go back to the, uh, the early 19th century and, uh, things were just as turbulent. Yeah. This is Rome. Let's stop for a moment and think because <laughs> the whole center of Italy at this point, the Pope is also the, the civil ruler. So th- this is, this is not just simply Vatican city state. This is the whole center of Italy yeah. that he was civil ruler of. Wow. And and so the, the whole world, both civil and ecclesiastical, gets thrown upside down. And and that happens off and on throughout Pilates' life. And there are these people who it, it really drove him to try to revive the faith of Catholics and rekindle charity. That's what really drove him. And he was ordained a diocesan priest for the Diocese of Rome. You can walk from where he was born to where he died, which is now the, the church of uh, our, our generalate, which is 
on the Tiber, right at the Ponte Sisto, the, the bridge that's there, um, crossing into Trastevere. And there's a church there where his body is there. He's incorrupt. Uh, and you can see it. And it's 10 minutes. It's a 10 minute walk. His entire ministry was in the city center of Rome. He's one of the, one of the, the few modern Roman saints. So his whole ministry was in the city of Rome, out in the streets, evangelizing out in the streets. Sometimes he would do street preaching, uh, caring for the poor, great love for the poor and the suffering and the dying, just, just constantly everywhere. He also worked a lot with seminarians and with priests. He was a, a seminary professor for f- the first 10 years of his priesthood, but he was always out in the streets. And he created this group of lay people, religious and clergy that he called the Catholic apostolate, a universal apostolate, um, that he founded in 1835. And, and that became the beginnings of later uh, religious communities of priests and brothers and of sisters, as well as in this, this lay component that still exists today. Was he rather successful in his evangelization efforts um, in his his lifetime? Um, was he known for his sanctity in his lifetime? Yes, tr- uh, tremendously known for his sanctity. But he also had a number of saint, what are who are now saint and blessed friends. Uh, that so, seems to be the case with saints. Yeah, they find it was each really other. you know Saint Saint Gaspar del Buffalo. Yeah, um, Saint Vincent Strombi of the Passionists, uh, the Blessed Pius the Ninth, who he knew as a layperson. Wow, and and predicted that he would be Pope uh, when Pius the Ninth was was beatified. Awesome. It was mentioned that Saint Vincent Pallotti predicted he would be Pope. In, in the Vatican's newspaper, Lo Salvatore Romano, it was fascinating to see, and. Uh, Blessed Anna Maria Tiaggi uh, of the Trinitarian tradition, uh, Blessed Elizabeth Sana, who was a uh, a cl- close collaborator with him, who also was a Franciscan tertiary, but was in Franciscan third order, but also in, you know, Pilati was third order everything. Uh, hmm. it, it was fascinating. Five different third orders, various <laughs> confraternities, arch but he could just move from church to church in Rome awesome. and, and, and just do these different things. It was, it was fa- fascinating. Uh, but also, you know, trying to, to call people to greater, greater holiness. He was a, he was a very sought after confessor. Uh, and, you know, there were very mystical things, which we'll talk about in later, uh, later conversations that, that also occurred. So he was an apostle and a mystic. Mm. He was both. And it, it's a, this, he had this fantastic sense of God's as infinite. And then also the needs of the person right in front of him. You know, Father, there are a lot of similarities as I'm listening to you talk um, with another apostle of Rome, St. Philip Neri. Yes, yes. In fact, there there were people at his death, you know, who talked about Pilati as a second St. Philip Neri. Wow. And 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 then unfortunately, at the end of his life, you know, so he starts these these communities. He started an orphanage, which still exists. Uh, for at-risk children that became where the Palatine sisters emanated from. The, the priests and brothers started to grow. He didn't want to start a group of, of religious men, but that's what happened, um, in the, in the 1840s. And then in 1848, you know, another revolution comes mm-hmm. and he's, he had to hide out and, and they went through, he was hiding out in the Irish college because he was spiritual director to several of the 
College, Pontifical Urban College, English College, Irish College, Scots College. Wow. And so he's very interested in what was happening in the Catholic Church in the British Isles, for example, and here as well, and helped missionary efforts. So this group that he founded was about mission, the, the church's work in the missions, uh, reviving the faith of Catholics, and universal charity. That's what Catholic society or the union of Catholic apostolate was all about. And then uh, they, they went room by room trying to kill him, uh, the revolutionaries, in 1848, and then when he was hiding out in the Irish college. He was there for about six months, but survived. And they passed his room for some reason, because they were killing mm -hmm. priests. And then in, in uh, 1850, he gave away his cloak in a January, this very cold rain. If you've ever been in Rome at that time of year, a lot of cold rain, gave away his cloak. And as he was helping the poor, he gave it to a poor person and then um, contracted a pleurisy, you know, formed kind of close to pneumonia, similar to pneumonia, and then died. Mm -hmm. um, didn't have a lot of followers. He wasn't, he wasn't St. You know, John Bosco or... Mother Teresa, but he said on his deathbed, the society will grow and flourish. And he was right. We're 2,456 countries, just the priests and brothers, mm. and thousands of people affected by his spirituality. Well, I'm certainly grateful for his effect on you and uh, the work that you do through the Catholic Apostolate Center, and particularly your ministry here on the Sunrise Morning Show. So looking forward to diving more into his life and spirituality with you in the next couple of weeks. We've been talking to Father Frank Donio, and you can find the Catholic Apostolate Center linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Father, thank you. Thank you, and God bless.